Hello, I'm Terry, and welcome to Get Fired, an apprentice podcast, and I'm speaking to Kenny tonight. Hello, Terry, how are you doing, mate? I'm, uh, I'm pissed off, is what I am, I won't lie. Oh no, don't annoy Terry, but don't, but at least Terry, I can call you nice, unlike Tim. Alright, I'm, I'm going to be calm, professional. <laughs> Okay, so we've just finished off watching the sixth episode of The Apprentice. It was the Away Day episode. And I think we go back to our usual things, what we were doing last couple of weeks before the last episode. Which, okay, I say we just jump into it, Kenny, because oh. I don't want to motorboat to the bit that really matters why I'm completely off my rocket tonight. Okay, so we start off with a recap of last week's episode. I don't know if you noticed it, Kenny, but... Did you think the BBC was a little bit too keen to bring up all that horrible uh, Natalie and Zeeshan sexism clash? Yeah, and again, I suppose it's the way it's edited as well. I mean, in terms of, I mean, that was shown, that clip was actually shown last week. It's not like that's been edited, but the fact they've shown that particular point of it and didn't really show too much of Z going, you know, saying his side. You know, because usually they show a snapshot of him saying, no, this is what I meant, to at least play it up. But they just showed him going, no, don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, even if people take the side that he was being sexist, that de- or that he wasn't being sexist, he was just being rude and that late, that didn't do him any favours either way. No, it's a bit like the BBC's rewriting history to suit itself now. Don't worry, Zeeshan, we'll pick you out. You're not a sexist in our views. But we'll throw this clip in that makes it look like you are. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I thought they would keep that down just in case. There wasn't any real media... Yeah, I, I didn't I... see anything. I remember seeing, I think it was on Yahoo, where that, you know, on Yahoo, on the news bit, it flashes across, and there's one thing that came up in there, but n- nothing huge came as a result of that. And that was the only place where I saw it. But Yahoo on there, they have forum debating things. So it's not too much surprise that it did pop up on that. It's a brand new contender to the challenge of who will answer the phone this week. It's a very sexy and topless, at the very least, Jordan Wolf. What did you think, Kenny, of that stunning Greek god physique of his? Well, it's more to the point where he's wrapping his tail around. I was waiting for Louise in the rundown, because usually she goes for the phone. But also because of you know, their little bit of outside history you've discovered <laughs> yeah I mean uh, she's really playing up to it now I mean, we talked about this was it the last two podcasts ago about her getting a, someone hacking her Facebook of course and whilst we don't condone that in the sense of cybercrime considering what Louise has got, got underneath the curtain we do condone it <laughs> and, this is, and this is just after we had a sexist clash as well the other week. But the truth of the matter is, if she, it's out in the public domain, then, well, we're allowed to just comment on it, let's be honest. Yeah. See, if, it goes on, if it goes on Facebook, you know it's going public. Oh, yeah, it's like any time you're in a relationship, isn't it? Yeah. It's not official until it goes on Facebook, so there you go. <laughs> we get some banter about in the car, taxis on the way to Guildhall. Uh, Louisa Tezzeresi doesn't really rate Rebecca. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, but didn't Rebecca save Louisa? Not massively, but a couple of weeks ago? She did indeed, but then it's like now Z's gone, she needs someone else to moan about. Well, to be honest, Louisa moans about everyone. Well, that's true enough as well. I mean, 
you don't often hear something really positive and good about someone come out of their mouth. It's always something that... Don't like her. Don't like him. Don't like that task. Yeah, don't like this. Don't like the corporate world. I'm waiting for her to say that she doesn't like business. She doesn't like... I can't wait for her to say, I just don't like you, Lord Sugar. Just give me the money now. Yeah. Also, I noticed... Uh, to be honest, I did a uh, live tweeting tonight, and I noticed someone posted, Natalie's got the anti-streak when we were bringing up Miles and Jason and Jordan since they won five in a row. Well, Natalie played five, lost five. <sighs> Ouch. Yeah. And, I mean, because this is probably all we can pick up on with Natalie this week anyway, so might as, might as well say it now to mention her name, is despite all that stuff in the boardroom last week and what Lord Sugar said, again this week, I'm not entirely sure what she was what she did Natalie um no I d- can't really remember at all what she did because the main thing like Lord Sugar picked up on was how she brings this passion and enthusiasm in the boardroom but not so much on task now I'm not saying she didn't do anything at all because well that's she, she being, but, being fair she was shunted away into the kitchen well yeah I mean there's there is that and so is I mean Kurt and it's happened to Jason and Rebecca as well it happened on this task but otherwise in terms of the planning the rest of it again it could be the way it's edited and so on but we didn't see her contributions whatever they might have been but otherwise on the whole I, I'm not I haven't really got anything to say about her performance I'm Just, gonna I'm gonna launch in something I'm not gonna go too far and spoil the episode just yet but what pisses me off we see these people constantly failing or doing nothing until they get back into a broad boardroom yeah and they're allowed to keep well kept in constantly week after week yet you see people who are shown to make a contribution to task and they suggest ideas it's not Uh strongly hinted at they should go for it whoever's yeah. project manager it's up to a project manager they could quite turn around no I don't like that idea boom yeah. that's it and just, sorry done and yet the person who contributes in whatever <laughs> way compared to like someone who's so bloody anonymous just seems to skate by I think this is something I touched on like it was either in the first week or it was the episode zero but I said sometimes the one thing that does annoy me with The Apprentice and how all sugar can be although obviously he's he is the expert is this you can't do right for wrong because like you said without launching into the episode is someone g- contributes ideas now another day those ideas could work to treat could work as an absolute treat or if other people pulled their weight and did their bit it could have worked to treat or it, I mean it could have been just that those ideas were generally terrible but then like you said as long as those ideas aren't being bulldozed as this is the way to do it, this is the only way to do it, if they are literally just saying, well, what? we could do something like this, it's just my, you know me having my 2P like everyone else, and they go with it and it doesn't work, then it's a bit unfair to go, oh, that's your fault because that was your idea. It's like, well, you all went with it, you all bought into it. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's, would you expect someone to come in back to the broadroom because they made up a bad idea that no one acted on? No, you yeah. wouldn't at all. So it's it's a suggestion of an idea. It's not the person who suggests it does not implement yeah. the idea. I mean, equally, the project manager who goes with it, they've had a bad idea agreeing with it. So then you 
can say, well, if I'm going to fire that person for having a bad idea, do I fire the project manager for having a bad idea or going with that bad idea? I think we should come back a little bit because we've calmed down a bit now. I'm quite happy to talk about the episode, but I'll get back into my rage mode in a bit. So basically, this week's task is for two teams evolve an endeavour to arrange an away day for two big business clients, and how the task is one. Not only is it on a whoever makes the most profit task, it's also based on with enough customer satisfaction. Yes. And Law Sugar is keen to point out it's not a jolly, it's a business task, so they're expecting value for money. Yeah, it's got to fit in with the corporate world and what those kind of businesses are looking for, what they want as their business and what they want out of their employees. They don't want it to be a jolly and a laugh. They want to get something experiential and tangible out of the day that can be used for their business. They want a day where the messages are going to be broadcast to the workers so they can be approved so that's the workers. It's not going to be 100% all about business for the day, but it is meant to stimulate them to the point where they are taking in all messages. And it is just a motivational day as well because it pulls them all together and they probably get to see people within their company that they don't normally work with. Like today I was on a training day where I'm working and I got to see plenty of other colleagues who I haven't seen the whole time I've been there, and it's just nice to meet new people. Hmm. It's quite... See, in a way, it sounds nice. It's like work, but... Well, yeah. It is. Little bit of a transfer news, because we had Miles going over to Endeavour. And you know what I noticed this week? It's the first time I noticed, wow, the pack's really starting to thin out now. Yes, I picked up on that. It's the first time where you start seeing more bums on seats when people stood up. I noticed it most with Jason and Louisa in the car. It's just those two alone. It's like, oh, where's the third person? Who are they? Oh. oh. I think it's usually oh, no. cramped so, in the front and the back and all the rest of it. But Yeah, there's no room to swing a cat or anything like that. Heading up the two teams this week then, for Evolve, we have Francesca. And I imagine due to the slightly poor performance last week, Leah was pushed in by Lord Sugar. She was shunted into that. But also because she wanted that role and that chance, didn't she? So I think that's part of it too. Mm, she was after to make a name for herself. We'll have to see how that pans out in a way. We did have... I'm not too sure how we came about to it, jumping it onto the way there. But then we seem to cut to Louisa having it out with... Not really an argument, but it was in the back of a car with Francesca. And then Louisa goes to what you were saying, uh, hinted at, about how she hates the corporate world, pretty much. I mean, she just went off in this massive rant. Like, she doesn't like the corporate world, the way they are. And, like, Francesca, not to rub Louisa out the wrong way, but quite rightly pointed out... Um, you're in the corporate world right now and you're about to go work with corporate people. Do you want to slightly rewind this attitude of yours? I'm not too sure. She she didn't really go into a massive rant. She just kind of said, well, I don't like if this, that and why, which is okay. But yeah, probably not the best time to say it. You all see like, Louisa, you're just selling your soul a little bit just to, so you can come get this 250 grand. Exactly. I mean, the people who are there on The Apprentice are after a corporate role. Yeah. You're a corporate man. So, if you're saying you don't like the corporate world, there's people in the past five weeks who have just been fired 
who'd much rather be in the position than you. What is what does Louisa do again? She has a baking business. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It's oh. a bit like well, I can understand why someone like that, like she's more a creative person, sense that oh, I just got my creative cake business. I'm quite happy just to keep that powering along. But like, if she wants to have more business ideas, she's going to have to delve into something that's not quite as going to be fun as this cake baking business, and like plunge into something where she's going to be, I'd say. So yeah, so to me, Louisa's obviously out of her comfort zone, Kenny. Yeah, that's how it seems. But then I suppose equally that can work for her in like, okay, she's piping up about all this. She doesn't like it, which just sends out the message of why are you even there. But then if she does well and pulls through it, it's like, well, she's really adaptable. So it it could work out for her. We'll have to see. I did like the boys welcoming back Miles to Endeavour. That was quite quite a nice touch. I thought. Miles certainly seems popular with all of them. I know, it's just, we... just an interesting insight. I know, because he is the protector of Apprentice City, as you remember. Oh, yeah. We haven't had that line yet. Where is it? Well, it's all crap for the start of the series, isn't it? Mm. Well, Miles, he does come across as a nice bloke, and he does show that he's got a bit of business now. Yes, like last week. I kind of didn't expect him to have as much, but he did to prove in Dubai, I thought. Um, yeah. Our uh, weight aside. Yeah, and then he lost that hour in the first week of the cat thing. So so you can lose a bit of focus and think, yeah, okay, we'll do this. And it's almost like he doesn't perceive that as time work could be better spent. But then when you are actually doing the constructive stuff, he does pick up on this ain't right. Or oh, no, this needs to change. He's very adaptable, so that's so that's a very good positive aspect, especially in this business. I mean, if you think about it, he's probably like kind of in it. Was he on Louisa's team when they decided to instead of making those? Yes, he was, because instead of selling the jack of potatoes, he made the change idea. I'm sure sell bags of potatoes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. See, there you go. It's adaptability. I think that's an important trait you can have here. And think about it, actually, I've just thought of a few now. The the beer task, because he was the one that has said, oh, why don't we just sell them out for, like, cheaper and all that? Because, like, yeah. he was at the festival. There's a few things that Mars for. Overall, thumbs up. I'm quite happy to see him getting a bit of positive stuff. And you know what? The thing is, we're actually seeing it. This isn't something that's been in the boardroom, you know? Yeah, that's it. We're seeing it at the beginning of the task when no one's fallen out, no one's got a chip in their shoulder because of something that happened on task. And also, we're in the sixth week, so that feeling is obviously genuine. It's not a, oh yeah, it's lads together job, it's, oh yeah, we've got Miles. Yeah, Miles is the bomb, yo. <laughs> because they could have got Jason, they could have got Jordan, but no, they got Miles and they seemed happier about that. We cut then to the two teams basically discussing ideas. And to be honest, I don't really think either one really knew what they wanted to do. But both of their project uh, managers, Francesca and Leah. I mean, I was confused watching it in the sense of, I thought they were just coming up with ideas and going to the business with ideas. But no, it seemed like that almost the teams had missed the point, but they thought they only needed ideas. And then see what the business would like, but no, actually, they were meant to go to business with this is what we're doing. So I, I was I guess, a bit confused watching that bit. 
I can see how they got confused to a point. Yeah. Because, like, you see... Well, spoilers. Leah goes to the Chief of Barclays, and then it was just a bit like she was rabbiting on about majestic escapism through... What was it? Like a medieval idea? And you just yeah. think, well... She just kept saying classic. I mean, because history is obviously classic, apparently. Yeah. Really? <laughs> of course it is. No? I don't know. I really don't know what they were trying to get at. Because, first of all, both of them tried to go with a school idea. Yeah. And, well, Leo knocked that on the head quite sharpish. I mean, Leo did that whole weird thing of, let's have a vote, history or school. Four of them go for school. (laughs) Two of them go for history. Right, okay, thanks for your vote. We're going history. (laughs) It's like, okay, you wanted to go your gut instinct, which is fair enough. I'm like, Karen picks up on that. But then it is a bit like, why do a vote if you're just still going to go with it? Because that doesn't get them to buy into it. If you just said, right, okay, our idea is a history of the school. I know, like, old Neil, I know you prefer school, but hey, I'm going history. That's what my gut's telling me. Then you're more likely to have everyone aside because they haven't seen who else is with it. They just go, right, okay, history it is. It's a bit of a bad... um... It's poor motivational management, that is. It's just like saying your opinion doesn't matter. Tough. This is what we're doing. Unlucky. Yeah. It's like you're going to feel like absolute crap after that. Then really, it's a bit like, oh, okay. So it's, it's not a, really much point me making ideas. So it's it's uh, a, no point. Cause it's a bit like Stalinist Russia. It's like we have free elections, by which I mean you have an election, but I'm still in power. <laughs> Did we just make a communist joke on the Apprentice? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, it's a history joke. <laughs> I think you. I think your sense of humour needs to evolve. Oh, I endeavour. Hey. <laughs> okay, so to be honest, I'd rather just motorboat for all these stupid decisions. Eventually, Lee pussyfoots about it. Goes for a meeting with the Barclays chief. And he kind of gives a remit, right, we want something to show our managers to understanding customers better. I think that was one of the remits. Unless she's just missing off all crap about all the escapism of, like, history and all that. It doesn't really come of it. You know what's the worst thing about it is the chief and his assistant start laughing at them after they leave. Yeah, exactly. Looking at Karen thinking, what the hell was that about? <laughs> when the real Candace coming in? And it didn't help that they were late in the first place. Oh, God, because jumped into my team and slapped her. She didn't even apologise, did you notice? No, she was like, oh, yeah, traffic is bad. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure the person at the front desk called a phone up and said, oh, those people who come to see you are here. Yeah, exactly. But Karen had to go out to go find them. I mean, that must have been embarrassing for Karen. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know. I anticipate them in a very good light. Well, I can't really slag off anything else, but when Evolve went to meet uh, lastminute.com representatives, they yeah. seemed alright. They just moaned on about their remakes like to deliver five star quality at three star prices, and yeah. they kind of wanted to alliterate. <laughs> what? Well, I can't remember, sorry, value for money? To be honest, it's always going to be something similar to that, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, it's five star. Holidays at three star prices was their thing. So it's getting good quality, but it's something that people can afford. Yeah. 
It's a bit like getting blood out of stone. Or... Basically, then, Leah makes a bit of a fool out of herself at Barclays. The boys side, just of her team, decide to go out and try out some archery, which they managed to do and get some a good deal. Then Leah all of a sudden rings up and says, oh, we're going to swap to an army theme now. Yeah, I know. It's like, hang on, you sent them to go get lawn sports, so they made a deal on one, and did that. It's like, oh. To be fair, though, archery's not that different from army. They were able to incorporate it, but it's still, it's like, why have you sent them to do one thing, and then all of a sudden the other? You you can't really do that. (laughs) You just fall over. No, I was just getting comfy. Fair enough. Cut then to Louise and Jason going about finding what activities they do for their team. I we just slagged off Louisa for being a bit proactive and speaking yeah. from the heart when really yeah. don't do it. But I can never doubt this woman's business sense as well. At the cho- are you talking about that the chocolatier now? Oh yeah. So Louisa and Jason are at the chocolatier, aren't they? Yes. And she basically says to the chocolatier how, well, you know what, it's okay because um, I think I could do it for free. <laughs> so we don't need you. We can just get out, get the stuff and I'll do what you do anyway. And you can see this poor girl's face drop and thinking, oh, jeez, you, know, you come here, I thought my business going to get a bit... You know, a bit of money for what we do, and you come in and told me you can do my job for nothing. Thanks, I feel great. But then Louisa, just to put a bit of icing on the cake, do a lot. She goes, oh, by the way, can we have some piping bags? Oh, it was, it was world-class humiliation. Oh, Louisa, I could have kissed you. That was amazing. To be fair, though, I would have been the same. Did you make a note of what the chocolatier lady was charging? No, I didn't catch that. I didn't hear any promises mentioned. I know they said they were going to go out of talk costs, but I didn't catch it. No, basically, I got written down here. I'm pretty sure it was £795 for the first 12 people, which is too much. But then, I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure she said there was £70 afterwards for every additional person. Oh, actually, I do remember that. Well, I know Louisa kept saying she saved £1,000, so... Yeah, I was just a bit, well, hang on, those numbers don't add up, really. Because how are you charging more for additional people? Well, I suppose... Mm. No, some people do that, don't they? They say, like, I can afford in my cost to do this, or even because of the size of the business. You know, we can have this, but if you want any more people, it's going to cost more. Perfect. Okay, yeah, I suppose I get that. Yeah, okay. It's what some businesses do go about it. They say, like, we'll do a discount for this many, but they'll do it en masse... Because if it's a luxury chocolatier, the whole thing is we don't do it, Matt. We do a little bit and there's treatments. Yeah, it's going to be a one-on-one. Okay, experience, I get that. We cut then to Jordan being the money man as assigned to uh, by Francesca. But then he, he's getting his foot in at the supermarket because basically you've got Francesca and Rebecca chucking food into the... Go for chocolate trolley they're going nuts aren't they i tell you what terry it looked like what they were chucking the trolley if me and you were living together it was exactly what our trolley would look like i know i thought rebecca is just a girl (laughs) after my heart with that massive feed aren't you 
all those cream and cakes and cream cakes and more cakes and scones and more cream. No butter though. Did you notice that? No, no butter. Francesca made that really clear. No butter. We don't need that. Not <laughs> when she speaks. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we sold ourselves, like, two pounds on, like, a two-kilogram tub special from Tesco's. Whatever. <laughs> so, George's moaning about money. That's established. We got, then, Leah and the boys arguing over the phone about activities. Neil suggests sumo wrestling, which I was a bit, oh, okay, that's fun. Not quite sure how that yeah. goes in with Army. But then, as Leah shoots it down, she says, oh, I'll have it, but I don't think it's a good idea. Alex then speaks up and goes a bit mental at her. I know, and he's done this a few times. I mean, what I like about Neil in this same part is how he's very calm, and he's definitely learnt a lesson from when he was in the boardroom that time with Kurt, where he's definitely toned down a fair bit. Mm. But... Alex, too many times, like last week there was a couple of times where Neil said to him, Alex, calm down, there's no need for this. And like on, on this episode he said to him, you know, stay professional, calm down. And I think Leo was quite right to just say, look, don't speak to me like that. No, it's true, because I did feel like, oh, actually you are being a bit out of control. I mean, it's your project manager, you shouldn't be going ranting or raving. Like, they... Actually, they hint back to it in the opening montage of the show. Like, um, Jason, you stupid shit from a few episodes ago now. Oh, yeah. 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 So they're bringing up that little chestnut again. So uh, I suppose we should be worried for Alex, uh, just in case he may get sacked next week. It's the way my picks are going. That's what it feels like. But I digress. Cut back then to Jason escorting out Louisa out of a car. I thought, oh, Leechy's on the leech. <laughs> and then they were doing that ski walking which that looked fun I thought Louisa was doing it in heels good morning do you notice how Jason was stood behind her as well <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that actually <laughs> the fair uh, Louisa was smashing down price of activities as well she's magic at this yeah she's good at the oh we've only got this much though I mean we could stretch it was it she said oh we've only got £250 budget. we could go to 300 though I and mean, then she managed to bring the girl down twice to 310, so fair play. Well, she's quite not too bad, was she? See, she's doing this job. She uses we, her looks on the ladies too. The marauding two teams of gruesome twosomeness eventually get back to the flat. And it's happy families, pretty much. I did yeah. notice uh, Neil's slight stealth bitch, though. Yeah, the way he just making some suggestions shall we put it well so, no I'm going to be blunt he pretty, oh, much, he pretty much said to Leah he, he said to like oh no one's listening to someone who's been to these events and he mentioned it earlier in the episode he had so it's a bit like Leah listen to us we know what we've been doing and it's a bit <laughs> like oh okay but then nothing really comes to that now here's what I don't get Francesca knows it's a quality task she's the one that's bringing it up it's not a profit only, it's about customer experience as well. So I was thinking, oh, okay, she's realised that. Usually they don't notice that, I find. I've got my fair son, You said it. Oh, there you go. But we'll have to see how Francesca pans out, because it's one thing to say, but it's another thing to do, of course. Isn't it, Mr. Kenny? It is indeed. 
Let's have a look. So basically, we go out to a lovely little cheeky little country house in Hertfordshire. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hertfordshire. The posh bit of London, as my dad likes to call it. Uh, so we got Leah's military day. She's in full military and summer's uniform. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's to be something you see in Anne Summers that, wasn't it? Probably. Mm. Or this court would refer to it as a tyre. <laughs> what? As a tyre. You know, out of it, a tyre. Oh, a tyre. Oh, right. I thought you meant like a tyre is in a car tyre. I need to think that. I know. Because as we established last episode, I'm a bit dull with these kinds of things. Anyway, so it was all about bringing up to Barclays about improved communication skills. You know, messages along that line. And I was just a bit like, oh, okay, so they get the point. We've got Kurt and Natalie cooking. I had no hope for those two, I must admit. There is clearly a thing of your perceived as our weakest candidate, so you're going to go out the back, out the way, where no one has to see you. Good. Good, that's why I want to see him. So, after last week, I'm still a bit... Natalie's, like, random. Yeah. Just not in the mood to see her, you know what I mean? I just kind of wanted to go cool off. I just want some bit of time away from each other. It's like when you want to break a relationship, you know what I'm saying, King? Yeah. And Kurt, I just couldn't handle his maths, especially after last week. Oh, good lord. Oh, that's terrible. That's horrible. Um, did you notice Louisa in the pink dress, pink top? Then she was holding the flamingo. She's like, oh! Then she, like, blended in with it. I think you might be fantasizing that. No, I'm definitely sure this happened. So I wrote it down in my notes. <laughs> okay, it must have happened. <laughs> Speaking of which, they bring up the mention of the £300 for... At first, when Nick mentions it, I thought it was £300 for just that flamingo prop. And I was like, oh my god, they could, could have spent that much. They said, no, it's for all the props. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, because um, Rebecca was asking Nick if he liked it. I'll let you taste, Nick. I was like, um, what is Nick's taste in props? Would he appreciate a bit of a poor Punch and Judy-esque, you know what I mean, rag doll kind of thing? Or does he prefer quality? I think given it's um, for a business world, he'd probably much rather the quality and I would have had more respect for it rather than some dodgy-looking pink from that you know. Exactly. Also, Jordan sets himself on fire. That was a bit weird. It was funny. I liked it. Nah. It's a bit weird. Right. Obviously, he's him and me on a much higher level of humour than you, Kenneth. If you say so. That's what makes you sleep at night. We see Rebecca and Jason back in the kitchen again. Didn't this happen two weeks ago when they were relegated to there? It did. It did. Although... I think Jason's got better at peeling. <laughs> he's definitely a bit quicker at it, but he's a bit slow on the tea and coffee front. To be honest, though, Rebecca pretty much says she likes being in there. She, she just get on with it in there, which okay, fine. That's I mean, someone's got to do it, but I still don't think that's something you want to be saying out loud. But yeah, I, I like doing the easy bits. <laughs> well, wasn't that Jason though? No, no, that was Rebecca, and what you just said, where she's like, yeah. I don't know, I'm getting on with this. He just comes across that way. Or did to me. I think, like, Jason says something to Nick, like, about, like, oh, what, what you've, like, about enjoying it, and Nick doesn't seem particularly fussed about the two of them in there. But then, I suppose, like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 
poor roles really get given. I mean, I it's, dare say that there's a rota for it. I don't know. I think Jason probably left that. <laughs> I mean, what, what else can he do? Well, he, he's a bit of a bright spark. proved last week. That's a bit condescending. Calling you out on that, son. No, I mean, like, what else can he do business-wise, do you take? <laughs> well, he can... Oh, all right, Oh, no, I mean, hang on. He haggled. Oh, hang on. He haggled last week. Oh, right. Okay. But so, so did all of them. Oh, not all of them. So only got like what two, four out of eight items each, and not everyone haggled. Get, you don't have to get an item to haggle. They can all haggle. Yeah, but we didn't. Yeah, but not everyone haggled last week, though, did they, Kenny? No, they did, but some of them failed at it. It doesn't mean they can't haggle, though. I'm just saying about haggling in general. Right. My point is that Jason doesn't really do a lot, does he? No, I agree. It's, just it's great Jason... entertainment, but that's it. It's not an entertainment show. It's meant to be a business show. We're going to hit my rant of this week in a moment. So I'll tell you what. Let's just start off the few tasks before they get into it a little bit. Basically, we will talk about Sergeant Neil. Oh God, what did you? What were your thoughts on this? It was too much. I thought it was over the top, but it did work. Y- yeah, but then you just see looks on people's faces. They were just like probably disgusted faces. I mean, these are like serious business people. They don't really want to be treated like children. I wouldn't want to be treated like children. Well, no. But the point is, it did work. So whether that was just a stroke of luck... Mm. Can't really argue against that. If it works, it works. My query, though... At one point, Francesca, I'm sure, puts on a brummy accent. She just went for on and on and on for ages. I was just like, what the hell did you just say? Oh, she's come out of all these really vague and wishy-washy and... All sorts of fluffy. Oh yeah, but it's she was delivering it like a, you know, a Birmingham accent. I was just like, well, I, I, excuse me, I don't understand you. Do you, do you mind you know, speaking properly? But here's what? the thing. Here's the thing. Later on, she goes back to like a London accent. Did you notice this? I'm, she wasn't just. Me, I did sure. notice the Brummie accent. I don't know where you're getting that from. I didn't pick up on that. Oh, you have to go watch that. You're in, in that part of the world at the minute. We've actually become immune from it. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, would you like to hear my rant this week? No. Tough, because you're going to hear it anyway. Oh. It's a... We're going to come back and knock on the door of celebrity in The Apprentice. Okay? We have got... Now, I'm not too sure if this is Natalie's business task, if she ever gets that far, which I pray she doesn't. But if you notice on a Twitter page, all it is is just like Jason-esque people leeching off her saying, Oh, Natalie, getting in a bikini. Oh, it's well fit, isn't it, bruv? Oh, I do. Please, throw yourselves in front of a bus. Or a train. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to keep coming back to this. You are meant to be a serious business person. This is why you're on The Apprentice. So go get your ideas soon by, as you say, the master of it all... Lord Alan Sugar and that you got in here with a poxy f- bikini company or whatever fashion and you're trying to pimp that off to him all you're doing is you're advertising yourself you do not care about this task please leave but then 
it could turn out to be a success, couldn't it? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a bikini company. No, I'm not saying that. But basically, this is something that she's promoting already while she's on The Apprentice. When did she promote it? She's always on it, like, on her Twitter, like, oh, look at my, I, like, fashion race pirani. Things, I don't use Twitter enough to know this. I, I'm more Facebook. I know, but you, you do notice it quite badly on... So, as part of the Twitter page of the Get Fired, at Apprentice Fired, of course, if you haven't followed us yet, you will Just, notice... It. As you've probably realised, it's mostly done by Terry. I, I know, I try and keep it as neutral as possible. But sometimes some of these rants do come out of me. It's like I do. You just see him like all leeching off, like on it, saying, "Oh, I saw in a bikini tonight. It's well fit, right?" Yeah, and it's don't encourage it. Seriously, there's people who have gone from this task that could have done a lot better. They weren't interested in promoting their own products at the time. They're in for a business shot, and they've missed out. So you mean what we see? don't see on the camera so like at the house and that and on Twitter she's just promoting her business and using the show for that I dare say yes given on it because I imagine they're probably still recording a few bits of the show now where you don't know who the people are still in we don't do trouble around because I imagine they're allowed to go do various things you know yeah I mean I'd imagine there's probably a couple of weeks maybe maybe longer between filming and when it's aired yeah, easily. Because, I mean, some tasks, like, take ages to film, like the Dubai episode. I mean, you think about filming permits and things like that to go out there. That'd take a while. But, like, see, she's clearly promoting her fashion range products. Now, I I'm not just having to go with someone like Natalie, because I dare say Louise has got to promote her cake business as well. That's going to be all on there. But I just I think it's... She's dropped that during the show as well, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah, but that's... To be fair, that's her background. And she's actually good at her job. It, you just think though this Natalie thing well is she actually just putting her name to it is she actually designing everything so, I mean I just think it's a load of bunk for someone like that just to be using something as worthwhile in these hard times as the apprentice start a news business for them for, to promote something out I just think it's utterly wrong please leave to ask now okay thanks bye love you not really I fucking hate Natalie. That's the point I'm trying to get at, alright? Anyway, let's motorboat through this now. So basically, we... I'm pretty sure this is the school side of it. So this is Francesca's team. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So they're playing bowls. You know what, it seems a nice game to play, doesn't it? Yeah, and they did say it was a nice teamwork activity because they had one person blind, well, close their eyes and had to be directed what to do. It looked a good bit of fun. Oh, no, I quite like to play that. seems like something from all ages. Not an old person game, isn't it? It's for all ages in the sense that you've got them working in teams, one blindfold, and it's just that whole teamwork and communication hmm. part to it. Which is kind of what the remit of both, yeah, you might as well say both companies, uh, kind of wants in their remit for what we've done. But, I mean, the idea is the personal messages. What is it really teaching them in these tasks? Fun as they are. I do have one note written down here. Um, just a minute, I've noticed it. I'm not too sure the context. Hopefully Neil Clough will save the day. Hopefully Neil Clough will save the day. I've got that written down. He said that quite early on in the tasks, yeah, when they were doing it on day two, and I wrote down, sorry, what, when, as in he hasn't 
really saved the day beforehand. He's quite sure of himself, isn't he? He is. He's despite, quite... despite toning down a fair bit on his arrogance. I think that's going to come on to later, so it could be a weird bit of out-of-sync editing. Hmm, we'll see. Nick actually seemed quite happy that people are having fun. That's what I've got. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, that ski game, people are loving that. That was fun. That did look good fun. I like the little course they set up. Well, that's yeah. in the corner and all that, so that's quite clever. We should do our own Get Fired Day Out. Seeing you guys somewhere and play games like that for a day. So just drinking games in a pub. Oh yeah, we could do, do that as well if you want. That'd be quite good. We'll do it with <laughs> so, so we get the two meals for six pound fifty. Oh, bargain. Get was it two pitches for five or whatever it is they do? <laughs> That'd do us. Uh, I did like the way uh, for Leah's army squad. It started raining, so they had to move inside. And then all of a sudden, she just starts talking up about personal problems. In a giant room of people, yeah, I was a bit like, it's very strange, because would you really be so inclined to open up to people you haven't even met before, who aren't really trained in this kind of situation, uh, in a group of your colleagues? Because if you say the wrong thing, it's something ammo in the office for them to get you back if it's someone who doesn't like you. And And it's meant to be a bonding, motivational, inspiring day. It's not meant to be, right, who hates who in the office. So, why don't you like yourself, and why? Tell us, we're nosy bitches. And she kept seeming to be reiterating the same point. It was like, she's like, thinking, right, I've got this much time to kill, so I'll just keep speaking until they're ready to come in. Or maybe the rain will go away, so I'll just keep saying this, and in a minute the rain will go. And it's just going like that while I repeat myself. Even. Then the, the thing you referred to just there is the lads in the giant sewer suits. So they did get some use. All they did, they just kind of run in. There was a, you know, quite, yeah, there was quite a funny laugh for two seconds, and that died on its ass. Then what they do? They just kind of just scrapped and just walked out, or run yeah. out. It was all very random. It came across... At first, I thought, when the lads were playing, I thought, oh, this is a good idea. Maybe they'll get them and do it. They'll just get two people and you know, one from each half of the room kind of job. and Or something similar. Or actually put on a bit of a show. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a good idea. This is a good way to kill time while the rain's going over. But then, no, in the end, it just didn't work. Didn't go to plan. It's a bit flawed. And it just came across a bit unprofessional. Yeah, it was, just, it was quite... It's a knockout. Do you remember that show at all? No, I do remember it, but I was, I was just thinking it was more a bit like two lads going, Wah! and they're walking out. Oh, I know what you mean. It's like the guy on Soccer AM when they do Soccerette, after they ask the girl what age she is. Then you've got one of them, the cast... Well, crew members jumps out and does something stupid topless and just walks off. So that's, that's the kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. I suppose we're the only Apprentice podcast that just name-drop um, soccer at heaven this week. You know why I said I had no hope for Natalie and Kurt in the kitchen? Yeah. Well, I was proved wrong, because someone turned around and said their beef stew was awful. Kurt's response to this, I'm pretty sure he just said, oh well. <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. Was it Natalie was saying, oh, they didn't eat that much potato? And he just didn't give a crap. <laughs> no, you know what? Good, good on him, because it's the end of the day. 
yeah, you paid us to do this. It's up to you to eat it if you want. Good. But I suppose that's it, isn't it? It doesn't matter. It's not like he's cooking it again tomorrow. No. No, not at all. I mean, it's exp- I mean, oh, oh dear, the mashed potato was crap. Oh. Oh my god, worst corporate day ever. Mind you, actually, he's come to think of it, there probably is a few people like that, so... Birdies. We'll have to see how it pans out for young Curtis, how it does. One thing you can always say about Rebecca, she's always been professional, whether she speaks to clients, buyers, anything like that. Yeah, she's quite well-demeaning, certainly very well-mannered. Very. I, you think about it, you just think she's never put a foot wrong, really. Something I've noticed. Also, speaking of things I've noticed, the school day looks so much fun in the army day. Did you? I thought it was really badly organised, though. Oh no, but there was like this cupcake decorating, there was wine tasting. Yeah, it's, it's lost the back to school theme. I, I don't really care about that, it just looks more, much more fun. I, I, see what, I see what you mean, but he's just, I was, I was watching more for business point of view than, uh, Oh, I should for both. I completely agree. For a business point of view, there's no focus on objectives. Despite Francesca uh, earlier saying, oh, we need to aim for this. Now we come to, like, the grand finale of both teams was to have a professional motivational speaker. Well, no, really not, uh, just a motivational speaker. Because what Francesca's school team did, they actually hired someone for £600. Yes, they had debated one of them going forward, and I think I think all of them had sort of thrown their name in the hat but decided they couldn't do it or wouldn't Whatever be reason they just yeah, best suited. But that wasn't so clear so you can't really comment on individual abilities on that. Here's where it kind of got to me that the show's a complete work and we have... The show has to be scripted, The Apprentice as a whole. So we have Neil, he's... He comes on, he nominates himself to do the motivational speech. Okay, fine. Then he starts talking about how his dad died when he was 18 years old, and he's played semi-professional football, uh, when he aimed to be a professional footballer, so, you know. He also goes that he's not going to totally s- sit here and tell you how to suck eggs. Then you just think, oh Christ, it's going to be a Cinderella story, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. I was just like, oh for God's sake. I mean, you, you compare that, you can already kind of tell, like, given how piss poor the army team had been all day, like, people moaning, like, oh, we're not really much clear focus, we're not really learning anything, you just think, oh, they're pulling this out of bag, they're still, you just think, oh, for God's sake. You know, it just, just wound me up a little bit, and we will obviously see how this plans out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did notice, though, on the way to the boardroom, is Francis a robot? I ask you this... Because we've never seen the bottom half of her. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe, I don't know. Is she like half Dalek on the bottom? So, think about this, robots don't have to sleep. There was the first task in the first week where they had to go to Lord Sugar's boardroom at midnight. And then Frances was still there, what, the following day? And you just think, oh, did she go home? No, she's oh. just workaholic. <laughs> she lives to work. For Lord Sugar? Well, that as well. Do you do you think she's on a good wage? I'd think so. I don't know. It's probably... I bet you it's not a, oh my God, I'd much rather be on the phones for Lord Sugar kind of wage, but I'd imagine it's better than if you're a receptionist for someone who's not as high profile. 
okay. In the boardroom, then, we've got Endeavour. Leah freely admits to multiple difficulties in her role as project manager, like they had the rain, so her activities were stopped. She said there's uncertainty about ideas. They bring up how the CEO, they did actually admit it was quite a high big week in Barclays Bank, sliced her off. I did like yeah. the fact how Lord Sugar was smirking, but he wasn't happy at all, you could tell. Well, I think he was smirking more so because of what Barclays Bank said where they turned up and was like, well, here's some ideas, and they were more like, well, we don't want ideas from you. We want to know what it is you're offering us. He did mention it was about, about being half-assed idea. So yeah. here, what I feel was a bit harsh. They say, "Well, Leah, you're being quite indecisive." It's like, well, if you're a doctor and there's something wrong with someone's stomach. Yeah, I don't think that's a fair comparison. I'm sorry. No, no, I was thought that's a bit harsh. All right, Lord Sugar, let's give you a pair of scalpels. This man's stomach's bleeding. Do what you yeah, want. Exactly. Yeah, well, I thought that's. We could go to him, right, all you have to do is make a slit in this particular vein, and you can show the vein, so you say, look, you don't need to try and figure it out, we're not expecting the medical expert, that's what you got to do. I bet you'd be like, oh shit, what's, what, do I really have to do this? And it's like, oh, oh, you're being indecisive. <laughs> you're fired. Oh, how does it feel now, Logica? Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair. I, can, I know the point is, but she does a kind of job where she should be able to make decisions and she's incredibly indecisive for someone that should be able to make decisive decisions. To be fair, there's going to be obviously different pressures working as a doctor compared to me being in a business. Yeah, but I mean, I'd say working as a doctor, you possibly higher, there's possibly higher pressure and she, well, I suppose she can make the decisions. So I think that's where the point's coming from. I just think... It's an unfair comparison to compare being a doctor with a business because it's totally different. Massively. 100% agree with you. Silly. Did you like Alex's joke? Well, it wasn't really much I, of a joke. I, was but... sad. I can't remember what it was, so I can't have liked it. Oh, okay. It was basically like, it was, Karen says, Alex, oh, you're being a bit pantomime like you're in the army get up. And he was like, well, to be honest, it was a last minute theme. And I got the best out of my troops, I was hoping. I thought, oh, I like what you did there. And he's like, you can hear a couple of laughs around the boardroom. I, uh, well, I didn't even feel as funny. I thought, I just took it as him making a comment. Oh, best bit about this bit, though. Lord Sugar reiterates, it was not a way day jolly. Uh, at least you didn't use any sumo suits. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked stunned, didn't he? He was like, are you joking? You use sumo suits. Best best bit about it is George is pissing himself laughing in the corner I, he's, his head's dropped to his knees sorry heads his head drops to his knees <laughs> he couldn't help himself it's ridiculous they didn't really spend that much time well well you can probably guess this is going after the Cinderella story on um, the school strategy because I mean Lord Sugar brings up wine tasting in school like, how does that yeah. make sense and they're also moaning about um, the business message like, where was yeah. it? There wasn't one, Francesca. Also, I can't remember who gave out to her about it, but how Francesca basically had weak management and there was no strategy whatsoever. Apart from her being the only person in the entire bloody episode to 
gone about right. We need to reiterate our messages. What yeah. wants, so. Exactly, and also I thought what Francesca did really well was Louisa kept coming in with these really snipey, quite nasty remarks, and you could see Francesca fighting and gritting her teeth, thinking, "I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything." And you could just see her thinking on a rip of road out. We got some all-important figures then, Kenny. Were you... Okay. Who's doing it this week? Well, I did last week, so I butt in. Oh. So I'm more than happy you to take over. Okay. I feel like you need, like, a heartbeat moment here. Karen reads out the results for Endeavour. Bank gives them £5,000. They spend £2,170.50. However, the bank wanted a 25% refund because they felt they weren't so happy about the fact that there was no rainy day backup and there's a bit mismanagement there. I got so, here at times the structure of the day collapse, which I thought was. Oh that was it. Summed it up. Nice. So that they were left with a profit of one thousand five hundred and seventy nine pounds and fifty pence. So that was in Denver. Now Nick read out involves results. Now, obviously, they got the £5,000 from the bank as well. They spent, though, slightly more than Endeavour. They spent £2,654.19. And the bank wanted a refund from them, too, because they felt there was a lack of business sense in the whole day. Oh, well, yeah, fair <laughs> enough, I'll give you that. So I wrote down entire lack. But then if you say whole day, yeah, sure. Sorry, my mistake, King, go on. Well... It's the same thing either way. So they want, they got a refund which calculated to £1,250 from what Nick said and therefore were left with a profit of £1,095.81. So Endeavour win by just under 500 quid. That's it. Can't argue with those maths at all. But to be fair though, Lord Sugar puts put, put out straight away. You could tell he kind of wants to say, well, you both did really poorly, and he can't really say anything, because yeah. he just goes to the Yeah, how did you do that, Leah? Got away with that. Yeah, you I know. What? You know what? My prediction was absolutely bastard correct. I even said this on Twitter. It's a Cinderella story. They turned around and said, oh, we're very impressed with Neil's motivational message. Yeah, so I suppose in this case, going to Neil's quote again, he did save the day on this occasion, although when he did say it, it was like, mate, what are you on about? But he, he did do well throughout the task, although I feel some of the credit also has to go to Miles. Because him and Miles, the moment they had, they got down to that manor house for their army thing, when they were like, right, they just sat down, like, right, these are the tasks we're doing, these are what the, the objectives the business want to meet, so this is how we're going to tailor the task to help them meet all the team working and communication skills. I thought, on his spot thinking, the plan out a whole day that's bloody good and they run it smoothly would you like to give a quick three second clap for them because they did do a good job go on I'll do very good work boys we uh, salute you for that <laughs> hey oh, I thought you liked that one tumbleweed oh don't you do that you swine yeah couldn't really complain because I had bits of it but overall the day just looked complete shite I would have been so freaking bored around there 
And yeah, um, okay, fair enough. I think the main motorboating ahead a little bit. The main problem is, we mentioned it, the school tr- uh, away day, they paid £600 for a motivational speaker. Yeah. Now, if they didn't get anyone to do it, they would have, <laughs> despite the fact they had a complete lack of business message, they would have won. Surely they would have won. Just and there's three hundred pound on props. I mean, they had to buy some food, but two hundred eighty-four pound on food, and it was at the supermarket. Did they need to get that much, or they would have been better going to a wholesale? Yeah, I wasn't too sure about why they were going to the supermarket. I mean, it's like well, that's something I do. I wouldn't exactly go for you know a day out, extravagant day to go spend yeah. all that money there. To me, it's you, go to, you go to a supermarket like you're probably on a family picnic. If you're doing it as a business, you're not going to make the same margins. No, of course not. It's like you'd go to the supermarket, well, for enjoyment, if that sounds a bit weird. But like, like wholesalers is where you go for like, get to cheaper food, that they provide for a day. I don't get it. We, we could write how this didn't work out, I mean, on the day. But first of all, this week's treat, a luxury spa day out. Could not care. I'm not that big on bar days either. So if I'd been on Endeavour for that task, I would not have been fussed by it at all. I'd probably be like, can I just go back to the house? What annoyed me most was how they took that one shot of, like, the five candidates all oh, lined okay. up having the coffee. Yeah. Ugh, I was just like, oh, guys, why? Also, Alex having the wax. Ugh, didn't need to see that. And I'm very tolerant of the man. Too tolerant. That was actually Natalie's first win of the whole series. Oh, and there she is, like, thanking Lord Sugar when she's at the spa. You just think, what? Okay, to be honest, I didn't really write that many mo- notes about the boardroom. No, I didn't either. It, it kind of seems... What was being said was repeating what had already been said. Yeah, to be honest, because, I mean, it was kind of like, well, I think this is going to play itself out. Francesca did a pretty poor job of just, like, not really having a strategy for the entire day. There I mean, seemed to be a bit of ganging up on Francesca. They're all chipping in on what she'd done. Yeah, she's like, oh, Jordan, you turned to a little turncoat. Yeah. Yeah, he was meant to be the money man. I don't know. I like the idea of that Jordan just turning on people. But he's such a nice man, Kenny. And after he's been dumped by Louisa, perhaps Louisa has a point. Perhaps you can see how much of a turncoat he is. That's why she left him. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, indeed. And here's what I'm coming back to earlier. Like, Francesca's London went entirely London. So it was just like, how can you go from being a Brummie back to being to London? How can you go from there to Brummie to London to Brummie to London? Perhaps she takes the Virgin uh, Express train constantly. Yeah, I know what you're on about. Basically, they're talking about how his business didn't function at all. The managers said that they were taken as mugs and they started off school and they felt they were being blagged. Well, I, I think that was fair enough because I don't think they really... I knew what they were doing or what they planned they were like right okay well that's some cake making well that's some wine tasting but as you saw like with the wine tasting Rebecca and, and um, what's his name Jason mm-hmm. they didn't know which one was the most expensive <laughs> Jason was drawing up a tally of what they were saying 
was good wine and bad wine and making his decision based on that. Stupid, isn't it? I mean, Lord Sugar Puss cried, how have I been inspired in my business making cupcakes? It's true. Oh. And then Francesca starts opening up her mouth and she spews out some most god-awful business shite I've ever heard <laughs> on the show. And then Lord Sugar and Karen both call her out and it's like, right, do you believe that? Yeah. Well, it's like I said last week, if Karen comes forward and says something, then you know, odds are, well, you've either done well or done bad. Yeah, if she says it, as an addition to whatever Lord Sugar's been saying, then you know you're in the shit. And she, <laughs> she just told us straight, like, do you really believe that? That's oh, ridiculous. They were talking about how, of course, obviously we've established a wine taste and a cupcake. They were really inappropriate for school theme day, way day. So, yeah, no complaints with that. The chocolate making, I've got written down. That was brought up, but then Louisa was like going, well, I saved the, I said it's about £1,000 when you wanted that when I did it myself. Can't really argue that, really. After she knocked down loads of uh, decent butter sales and all that. It is brought back up, though, how Rebecca suggested the idea of getting a motivational speaker. But to be fair, this was the best one they could get for £600. Yeah. So, in a way, it's money well spent. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And all the people said they really enjoyed it. Hmm. So here, here's the thing. Like we holding, we, we had to go earlier by saying, well, they spent money on bad stuff. This is a good product. Oh, okay. So you're going to argue against right? We spent six hundred pounds, but was that experience a bad one? No, it was the best bit of the entire day. Exactly. The way I'm looking at this task, when I looked into the final three, Francesca basically gives a go ahead on a lot of crap by a lack of strategy she I don't get it because she kept going on about it about reiterating all the business points but she never really said any what, what was the business point what did um, what did lastminute.com .co.uk whatever it is want to take away from this day out from their members of staff we don't know well yeah well that one wasn't so clear I, but, but my thing is more so never mind I know just this motivational speaker idea is the fact that and this goes for both teams, really, if they'd just done a good job of the day, those refunds wouldn't have happened. So if Francesca's team had just done a decent job of the day, they wouldn't have been refunding 1,250 quid. So it doesn't matter. That wouldn't have mattered if they spent 600 quid on a motivational speaker. And then the argument would have been to the other team, why did you get Neil to be a motivational speaker? They paid for one. And they won. You see what I mean? And this is what annoys me is you get good ideas or even bad ideas like we touched on earlier and that's what gets faulted but they don't look at the fact that the, the team as a whole didn't pull their weight. So everyone's to blame. You don't get, don't get a huge refund like that or have to make a huge refund like that if you've done well. My, what I got confused by is alright because you I kind of could probably guess that the main objective is to earn the most profit. Yeah, fine. Got yeah. that. But then why was if everybody else loved the entire day and then you just lost out by five quid profit? Could happen. Well, you would have lost well, then. I suppose... Just despite doing a vastly superior product in the away I suppose day. if it was close, if it was close and 
the team that lost in terms of profit had really good coach satisfaction, but the team that won had really poor. Lord Sugar probably said and go, but this team's winning because you might have got the profit, but you, you didn't put on a good day. Exactly. The person would have to be pretty close. Well, to be, it probably goes with it. It's like, you need to find a nice balance. You need to find enough money of um, spending on a good day out, don't you? Yeah. At the same time, you don't want to spend enough to make a poor day. So I can see where you're trying to find balance on there. There's um, a few cheeky notes, while some people in the boardroom that don't get uh, brought back in. Jordan lost. Our boy. He did, but last week, he had, apart from buying that oud, um, he had a bit of a, always took like a bit of a back seat. It was like, oh, well, out in Dubai, we just spent our time. I'm out here for a bit. And, and this week, he wasn't so hot either. Like, would the... He's meant to be a finance guy, but he just let Francesca and Rebecca buy whatever they want, and he didn't really keep. You know, he was keeping account of it. You know, he was making note and record of finances. He did that, did a great job of that. You constantly see him handing stuff down, but he wasn't like, "Whoa, hold on, we're spending too much on that," or oh, "If we're going to spend that on that, we need to make it up somehow." He weren't doing any of that, which is the whole point of being the finance person. Now, I'll agree, I'll disagree with you last week how Jordan was a bit backseat, so I mean, he did get that oud for like half price. I mean, we're yeah, talking I mean, about 900, um, the currency of Dubai escapes me, sorry, it's been a week. But no, yeah. I agree with you 100% this week. Complete waste. You know what, it reminded me, um, you know there's that new World War Z movie with Brad Pitt out? No. Basically, Brad Pitt does a zombie film and he goes traveling the world to find a cure. Okay? Uh, but in the production cost of it, they start off with a budget of 100 million. That's quite a lot for a zombie film. Okay? The rumored budget has now since gone up to hundreds, anything up to 160 to 200 million because wow. they were doing filming in Malta and they had to bus in people, buy extra costumes. So basically, it's rising costs. Yeah. The finance company behind the production didn't realise this until one of the cleaners basically checked one of the office desks that they hired out. They found like receipts for millions for additional catering. I'm not joking. That's what I felt like watching this. I thought, oh, this has happened twice in two weeks. Me finding out about this. Just like all the additional costs. Just letting it tally up with no fist to say, right, why are we spending this much? We shouldn't be spending this much. I just don't see why Becca and Francesca were allowed to go so far. I mean, it's not as if Jordan doesn't have a spine. He's put his foot in now and again say, oh, no, I don't agree with this. Oh, no, I mean, he has done before, but he needs to start doing a bit more of it on task, especially at this stage of the game. Otherwise, he could get into a difficult situation and find himself in the boardroom. I mean, it could even be unfair, like... I will think he'll be going next week, knowing the way I'm going with my predictions. One notable bit of humour before I go into my mood. Lord Sugar turn around to Jason, are you a waste of space? A bit harsh, but he does seem an awfully nice fellow, doesn't he, Kenny? Oh, he does, but in terms of the business person that I was trying to get at earlier, he is a bit of a waste of space. Awfully nice bloke. Hmm. He is the leech man. 
the, the leech. But... Maybe he is a leech. Maybe. Maybe that's what he transforms into. Oh, it's like Resident Evil Zero. I don't know. Oh. Uh, people will know, trust me. Basically, before Francesca picks her two to come back in, she's given the remit not to bring someone in personally by Lord Sugar. Oh, we haven't mentioned this. Um, Louisa brings up the whole I don't like the corporate world debate in the boardroom. Everyone's just kind of just looking at her like, oh my Christ, why are you talking yeah, about this? She put her foot in it, didn't she? Massively. So she brings it up again, and then even, like, Lord Sugar was looking at, uh, baffled. I mean, he did say you could see, okay, fair enough, that's your view, but remember where you are. And then, like, so Karen Brady, she looked absolutely disgusted when Louisa's brought all this up, and says to her, remember that when you go to a bank for investment. And I thought she had a point, because it's like, you know, you got this real negative attitude to the corporate world, but ultimately, you got to deal with someone in the corporate world. I mean, it's like Lord Sugar's thing was, okay, fair enough, some people in the corporate world do use these flaky terms, and I think Francesca was a good example tonight, just tonight, I can't comment on otherwise, but, you know, she might have been doing it because of the situation she was in. But, like, Karen rightfully brings up with her, well, pretty much, doesn't matter what industry you're in or what part of the business world you're in, you've got to deal with someone corporate, Here we go then. So basically, after being given the remit by Lord Sugar not to bring someone in personally, or she will be sent home, uh, Francesca, after being dissed earlier in the episode, pretty much, picks Louisa after some stunning editing to show Louisa about to be picked. Well done, BBC. Well done. Well done indeed. You know what I was thinking, Kenny? I thought, oh Christ, let's not have another debate to awkward our way through in the podcast. I couldn't take that again. Oh. It's too much twice in two weeks. Proven back in the room now. No, uh, see, I, I said it earlier, I don't see why it's too much problem for Louisa to like it. Lord Sugar supports her, because like, there's certain people that he wouldn't deal with, because like, it's what you just said. It's like people there, so yeah. it kind of agrees with it to a point. I did, however... <laughs> I did, however, lose all faith in the man, because he turns around when he talks about Louisa being pushed and pushed and pushed and flipping out. Was it me, or do you sound a little bit like Bane out of the last Batman movie? I have no idea what you're on about. Oh, can you? Uh, so you haven't heard about the man called Bane? Bane like this. The dude in the mask. Oh, you do? Kenny, why don't you like anything popular? Uh, I just can't be asked watching anything like that. It's too long. <laughs> I do the attention span for it. Oh, at least you're honest. Never mind, then. I did notice, though, oh, oh, bollocks, there's number three girls in the boardroom. Another one's going to go home. Their numbers are dwindling, Kenny. They should be on the endangered species list. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. They are being picked off quite rapidly this year. But is it, it's only Tim from the blokes, so it's gone, is that right? Oh, no, it's East Shan, of course. Oh, yeah, doi. Doi, or Kenny. Yeah, so it's just him of those two, I think. But still, it's pretty bad. Meanwhile, we're looking at episode six, so four girls are gone, and only two boys. Yeah. Still pretty bad. And you could argue <laughs> Tim was just unlucky. Yeah. So, basically giving out to Francesca, saying she had no clue all day, but really the fault of the task comes down to spending money. Mm, debatable. Because, I mean, it's not exactly 
people's decision. I think as Lord Sugar points out, it's not down to Louisa saving a thousand pounds from the chocolatier while they failed the task. Well, I mean, in some ways, I'd agree with that because, like I said, the refund twelve hundred and fifty quid. If they if they'd all done a decent job and all thought about it a bit more, they could have saved twelve hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> There you go, the wrong term was as that now, after spending for that £600, uh, dude. Really, they just, they kind of half hinted that Rebecca came up with the idea to, she's met that, uh, personal speaker before, and it was £600 for, to hire him. But the thing is, like we said, it's mighty well spent from the face of it. Yeah, I... Perhaps, yeah, I wouldn't put it down to overall as the failure of the task, really. Because oh. there's other factors against it, but the way they kept going on about it is if it was the main reason why they failed. Which you could argue, well, yeah, but no, the reason why they failed is because last minute asked for the 1,000 plus back. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I totally agree. And also, some of it does go to the finance where Jordan should have um, watched the purse strings a bit more closely rather than just note it down. Now, here's the thing I couldn't just understand why someone who arguably had much more of a bigger role in the failure of the task as in Jordan over Rebecca, arguably. No, I, no, I, I agree. Why was he brought in over her? It seems a I, bit... It's the thing is, though, this is after... You could argue it's a bit like, well, Francesca, you... I wouldn't see it be a personal thing for her to bring back Jordan. Because, like, despite the fact he turned around and stabbed her in the back right in the boardroom. No, well, that's it. It wouldn't be personal, and also it would be on perfectly justifiable grounds. Mm. Lord Sugar comes to deliver his judgment then. Louise, uh, he's a bit unsure, because she's a bit of a bombshell, and he's judging on either enthusiasm or a real personality. Basically, speaking out of turn, not caring, which is admirable. He comes to Rebecca, and here's what I don't get. She's been quiet the entire time they've been in the boardroom. Fair enough. She says herself, there's nothing wrong with being quiet, but he's not seen much in six weeks. Here's my thing, though. He acknowledges she's been good at selling. Okay? Yeah. Now, he goes to Francesca and says, meant to have experience, blah, 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 blah. Meant to have a head on this task. Because, well, she doesn't admit to it, but she's got background in supplying these people so she's meant to know apparently mm, no it doesn't work like that he says it's a very difficult task Louisa he's not sure about his instincts on her but he knows what his instincts are telling me about Rebecca so Rebecca is fired I think some of that is just based on the fact that she I mean she has done right selling and I think she's not a bad business person at all but she hasn't done anything that's equally stood out. She hasn't done anything wrong, but she hasn't done anything amazing either. Compare this, though, to what what has Francesca done? I mean, the only thing I, I gave her some bit of credit last week. That's fine. But we've seen Rebecca being consistent, the decent seller, every time she's been on. I see. I mean, but you don't want... One trick pony is the only thing. Although what I will say about Francesca is like she had been getting better, but it was week two where she completely bullsed up the mass, and then this time she she didn't really manage it, did she? No, well, she didn't at all. 
I, to be honest, I this is probably the worst decision I've seen in a good couple of years on The Apprentice. I honestly think Lord Sugar's got this absolutely wrong tonight. Francesca, pretty poor. One bit of decent haggling last week. That's it. I mean, she had no plan. She even mentions what the plan was she's going to do. No implementation of it. She was... I'm not... Well, Rebecca, it was a good idea, but it cost the team money. Perhaps it would have been a bit of an idea, or could be someone a bit cheaper who could do, you know, not quite as good as a job, something like that. There's no real ideas to her, I don't believe. And it could have been added... When was Rebecca really been an absolute... Maya? Because she was in it right at the start, but I mean, she managed to get out of there while she was a good seller. I mean... I just really think, because here's my thing. This is what we were talking about the other week. I said to you, didn't I, is it wrong to do... Well, the thing is, Rebecca didn't do nothing at all. Well, not not do nothing. Sorry. Because, I mean, she made ideas. I mean, you don't hear people like um, Jason coming up with ideas, do you? Well, no, this, I mean, Jason literally does nothing. Oh, so Jason went in the boardroom. I'm far just because... What are you contributing at all, really, in reality? What tangible things, apart from being a good team player and doing the odd bit here and there, what are you contributing? But my opinion of Rebecca, though, is equally, it's a bit... I can see... Same as Natalie, where Natalie's... Like, Natalie, she's not doing anything wrong, but she's not doing anything that's amazing or wow either. She's just getting on with things. And there is a bit of it with Rebecca, although Rebecca did step out a bit more and at least throw in a few ideas to the park. I'd say Natalie's been a far worse candidate, really. Well, that's well, what based, I said. Based on today, though, Kenny, all right, personally, who would you fire, Rebecca or Francesca? Well, I mean, actually, personally, I, I would have sat Louisa because there's too much oh, really? of it. Okay. There's too much, well, there's three of them. It's not just them two, is it? Well, I kind of thought Lord Sugar hinted that she was safe. After yeah, the whole you, ask, you ask me who I would fire. Not who Lord Sugar should have. Oh, no, well, no, 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 and then on this one, she's making things, comments like, oh, don't write Rebecca. And, but some of the comments in the boardroom towards Francesca, where you can see it driving Francesca up. I just don't like that kind of thing. I don't think it bodes well. So she needs to sort that out or she'll be gone. I agree with you at that point, but I was just kind of like limited down. Cause like, at least you could tell Louise has got a bit of a business. I, I hate her attitude. I think it's completely disgusting, really. Yeah. From a moral standpoint of view. But what, can I fault her being a businesswoman? No. Can't fault her at all for that. But then, yeah, I, I mean, overall, Francesca was poor on this task. Very poor. I honestly think she should have gone tonight. I think she should have gone week two, but... Yeah. I, I, I don't get this is what I'm knowing, because... Yeah, you could say Rebecca's been a quiet country mouse and, oh, the only thing she's really done is selling. At least it's showing her being good at something. I hate when we see candidates that are just surviving constantly. constantly. Do you remember Claire? God, well, this is going to be a few series ago now, like series four. 
I think, four or five. And she was in the boardroom like three weeks in a row. Yeah. And she was consistently poor. She did improve at the end. But like, it's just like, we we could have someone like that, but I mean, we keep having crap people still in. And it's just like, right, if, as soon as Jason gets in there, I, I reckon he won't get fired. Just the way the show's going. If he didn't get fired, but start again, really. <laughs> If if he did really well on a task, then it'd be fair enough. I mean, you couldn't fire him for showing all of a sudden he does have the business narrative experience you want to be seeing. But if he's on a task and he's like he has been the past few weeks, he'd he'd just have to be fired. Overall, like I said, I think it's a crap decision tonight. Obviously, he could not care about Francesca. I'm I'm still pissed off now, I must be honest. I, I just think Rebecca had something to, to offer compared to like people that have um, left, really. They're still in there, basically they're poor. I, I can't see, like, right, when's Natalie going to improve that? She did nothing this week. And this is it. It's just like, can we have a mass firing? <laughs> can we have a mass firing? I think that would appease me. I really thought it was going to be two this week. Especially when he made a poll of, it'll be at least one of you going. It was just the way he said it, I thought it was a really annoyed. Here's the thing though, I, I, I was kind of expecting him to fire Francesca anyway, after Rebecca, because he brought back, she pretty much brought back Louisa, for personal reasons. Yeah. Because we're like, well, he we kind of went back on his word there. Unless, just for a laugh, he's gonna do it, just turn up the house one day and fire her. <laughs> Surprise firing. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, there you go. You can have that idea for the end of all. Yeah, that's Rebecca gone then. Uh, did you notice how she had, to be fair, a nice big proper hug with Francesca? Yeah. And a really she's... shit pattern girl for me, with Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said she's a bit in shock. Um, must say I'm a little bit as well. Jason kind of thought up what I thought, saying two would go. And Louisa finished off the show. Lord Sugar, give me a good drilling. The woman's sex mad, isn't she? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Uh, I, I'm annoyed, so. And, well, don't really know what else we can say about it tonight. Caravans next week. Don't care. <laughs> I don't care, Kenny. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, we're going to have caravans. Surely they could think of something better. Stick on its caravan shows. Yeah, but they might turn up like Borf and go to the Animalarium. Oh, what's that? What's that in Borf? The Animalarium? You don't know what the Borf Animalarium is? No. I go to Chesterfield. Google it. I'll tell you what you can Google instead, Kenny. What? Well, if you actually go on the Google, right? And you kind of put in Apprentice Fired Blogspot. That'll take you onto our blog, where we post blogs and links to all our shows and all that. Oh, yeah. how, how smooth as that as a transaction. Also, please get in touch with us, folks. We like a bit of feedback. Go on to Twitter. You can message us at Apprentice Fired. Email us, ApprenticeGetFired at gmail.com. Go on to Facebook. Like us, please. Go on to Get Fired and Apprentice Podcast. So just using that. We are, as we said, on iTunes, and I'll attach uh, the link to the show notes. We're on SoundCloud as well, but we usually stick in the note. One little interesting thing about SoundCloud, Kenny, I should explain to our lovely listeners. Yeah. 
we've only got the four hours at the same time account. So, as the moment, some of our older shows are going to be lost. But if you're listening to us through iTunes or following us on the blog, I do attach direct download notes to it there, so you should be able to still be kept up in date. I will post something about this, but that's it. So, Kenny, I'm really disappointed. I'm going to... I'm that upset, Kenny. <laughs> I, I real think it's been a miscarriage of justice tonight. I'm not that phased by it. See, here's your problem, Kenny. You don't get involved with people. Like me anymore. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. I love you, Kenny. That's I'm, I'm certainly knackered. Oh, fair enough then. And on that note, it's our bedtime, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this love- last episode. Get in touch with us, please. Do all what I've just told you to. And we'll let you soon. Alright? Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.